What's up? Welcome into the Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Ian Sork, joined by my co-host, James Tringali. Wanted to do a quick recap of the wild card games this weekend. Um, James didn't watch Houston versus Buffalo, so I'll start with that one first and then we'll move, move along. Um, I thought this game gave you a little bit of everything. Some weird coaching moments, some excellent coaching moments. Um, some big plays, some plays that made you ask what, what's going on here. Um, Buffalo starts out the game really well. They scripted that first drive to perfection. Um, they get Allen out on the right. He has a big run, and then they do the wide receiver pass play on the reverse, and Allen scores the only touchdown, which is probably the issue here. Um, Houston, it didn't look like they – practiced at all last week. They didn't know what was going on for like the first half of the game. Um, and that's tough. I felt like Buffalo should have gotten out to a much bigger lead. Um, and if you're saying Buffalo got jit by the refs, that's whack. It's weak. Uh, I'd say they lost this game because they couldn't score touchdowns. They kicked too many field goals in the first half. Um, it's 13-0. DeAndre Hopkins fumbles the ball. And I believe they take another one to make it 16-0. And even at that point, you still should probably win the game. Bill O'Brien has a really tough record in the playoffs. He looked like he was completely all over the place as well. Um, And he's really lucky he has Deshaun Watson as his quarterback. And Deshaun, I'm watching him in the first half, and he didn't, to me, he didn't look that great. But then you go to the stat sheet. He goes 20 for 25, um, and ultimately he's just a dude who finds a way to make plays. Um, he runs in for that two-point conversion when he probably shouldn't have got in. He obviously scores that one at the end where he has two different guys coming in on him, and he finds a way to escape. He makes a play. Um, so Bill O'Brien should be taking any end-of-year bonus that he has just hand, should hand it over to Josh. I mean, uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, to get and, back and Josh Allen. Yeah, and Josh Allen. And Allen, to be fair, wasn't that bad. I thought he was fine again in the first half. Um, they had a nice script going, and he made some plays. He made some throws, um, but there was too many times, especially in the second half, where he was taking, he was missing on the short throws, the intermediate routes. And he was taking some really bad sacks, um, and that that makes it tough. The bad sacks down the stretch really hurt them on that final drive. Um, and at the end of the day, I think this is kind of a theme throughout a couple of these games is Buffalo's defense this year was great, and they were great throughout a lot of this game as well. Their running game, also very good. That Singletary kid they have, He's a good player. He's a very good running back. You need to be able to throw the ball down the field if you want to score points and win, win in this league in the, in the playoffs especially. Um, and I think until they can do that, whether that's Allen or somebody else, then they're not going to be able to go to the next level. Um, the Bills – one of the weirder sequence of events that I think you'll see in a football game. I just feel like I have to talk about this and then we can probably move on. 
And this goes again, this comes down to the coaching. And like I said, you had some moments with Buffalo where the coaching was excellent in the first half. Things got questionable. I feel like they also weren't as aggressive as they should have been. Um, but it's 1916 with a minute 16 left. And Bill O'Brien, instead of kicking a field goal, to at least make them score a touchdown to win. Um, goes forward on fourth and one on their own 30-yard line. They don't get it. And there's a lot of backlash. And I I, I don't – this feels like one of those things to me too where if in the moment he gets the first down, we're probably singing his praises and we're not killing him for it. Um, in the moment yesterday, I was – one of the ones who was saying, yeah, you probably just kicked the field goal there. But at the same time, I also understand wanting to put the ball, put the game away. Um, when you're on your own side of the field and it's fourth and one, you want to go for it. I understand that too. They don't get the first down. Buffalo gets the ball with about a minute, a little over a minute left. Josh Allen scrambles for a nice run and he gets away, gets on, gets on the right side, gets out to the edge. He does like a fake pump to like, I think, shake the defender at some point. I thought it was nice. And then like, as he's getting tackled, he tries to lateral it. And it's one of the more perplexing things I've seen. And this is a guy who is a Buccaneer fan and has watched Jameis Winston all year long. They had a minute left in the game and he decided to just try and lateral it. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. And again, I think this comes down to this is probably isn't the guy, isn't your guy if you're Buffalo. I think he proceeded to take a couple bad sacks. Obviously, things got t- uh, tough. Well, no, sorry, they hit the field goal, but in overtime, takes a couple bad sacks, couldn't hit on some throws. Um, Houston comes down, they kick the field goal, and they win it. So, so you're saying Josh Allen is not. The Bills quarterback. No, I don't think so. I don't think he should be. I just because again, how many other quarterbacks from that draft class have made the playoffs? Not many, but again, I think again we've talked about this coaching. They have a good running game and they have a really good defense. And if you want to win in the playoffs. You're gonna have to score points, and that's gonna have to. You're gonna have to throw the ball downfield. And like, if you want to trans transition into the next game, which is Pat's Titans, Derrick Henry was able to run the ball all over the Pats. They did win the game, but if Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill only threw the ball, I think, 15 times, and to me, you're not gonna be able to win a playoff game with that type of performance from your quarterback. No? Am I wrong? I just – you're, like, contradicting yourself because Ryan Tannehill threw for, like, 84 yards and they beat the Pats in New England. No, yeah, well – And Josh Allen's that, played two seasons and he has no one to throw to. No? To say he's not the guy after two years and they've already gone to the playoffs and he's still rough around the edges, that's rash. 
It is, but again, if you watch the game, he did have some nice throws. But when you're missing on the shorter routes and if you have a guy get the ball downfield a bit better and is more accurate, then they probably win that game. And they don't end up kicking three different three field goals and they end up getting touchdowns. I like that matters. And they were, I mean, they ran the ball pretty well and so did Houston. But to me, that's the difference is they couldn't score touchdowns. And that could be, I mean, that comes down to coaching and come down to play calling. But I just don't think they have to. Can guy. you name their skill players for me? I can't. Outside of Singletary. Cole Beasley and John Brown. That's it. It's tough. So. Oh. I, I, I was on Josh Allen Twitter for about 30 minutes yesterday, and it was great. But I think you're being a little rash with the he's not your guy because he currently costs, like, no money. And he's probably not a max guy, so it could actually work for them. All things considered. And and he's played two seasons. That's fair. I'm not going to disagree with you there, but if you're not accurate, if you can't get the ball downfield and score touchdowns. You just watched. And your window. we We just watched. I just watched DK Metcalf, who fell to the second round, go to Seattle. And two, two huge plays. Russell Wilson. You know, deep the deep ball is arguably the easiest throw in the game, especially if you're throwing to a guy like that. With Josh Allen's size and arm, it would be very interesting to see if he had a guy like that before we write him off. Right. I just I think you're being a little rash in your and this game you're going to the grave. Well, in this game, that to me was the issue though. Um, He's in his second year. That's fair. That's fair. So maybe I'm a little rash, He's but, got more but in this game starts than Jameis Winston. Indeed, he does. And he doesn't get to throw to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. It's fair. <laughs> I still don't know if I'd take him over Jameis, but for the price tag, it's all about talent. Value. I'm talking about talent. Just I mean, but no, you're right. It's yeah, not value. the only thing you factor in. It's fair. That's fair. Um, but you did get to watch. The Patriots and the Titans. And I called it. You did call it. I thought the Pats would end up winning. And a lot of that was due to the the allure of the Patriots and really me needing to see them lose before I write them off. Um, kind of one of those things where I need to see it happen first. And the writing uh, was kind of on the wall this season. They are who we thought they were. And I guess were you at all surprised – with the results? Not at all. I mean, that's – it's it's obviously easy when you – not that I bet on the game or have uh, 500,000 Twitter followers or something like that, but I, I did call my brother on the way over here before the game started. And just – I think everybody got the meal ticket when they played Baltimore – and they couldn't stop the run at all, and that was after being hailed as one of the best defenses in years after going 8-0. So Derrick Henry and that offense is completely built around him. They have a legit offensive line, and they had a quarterback who 
they didn't ask much of him yesterday. That's also partly probably because the best unit on New England is their secondary. And we saw him make one really bad throw, which probably solidified whoever the offensive coordinator's decision and game plan to really not put the game in Tannehill's hands. But, I mean, the more, like, the more successful you're running the ball, the less that Brady's on the field. And, yes, he doesn't have the weapons, but that's still a good thing for you if Brady's not on the field. So that game went pretty much how I expected it to, and New England still had their chances. Edelman dropped a huge – there was no guarantee if he catches that that they drive all the way down the field, but at least they they that was their best shot, at least for the remainder of the game. Um, if he catches that, that's a first down. And, and then you don't know. Maybe they get rolling, but – I think, like you said, the writing was on the wall after the first eight games and they had a comically easy schedule that they were going to need something to really change for them to make a run. And probably surprising to a lot of people that it ended this early, but not a good matchup. Not a good matchup at all, but it was interesting to me. Next Gen Stats had a a stat where Mm -hmm. Henry only faced – an eight-man box twice throughout the game. And the Titans a lot of times had the matchups as far as offensive line to defensive line versus defensive line. I'm really, really surprised that they didn't sell out to stop him. And maybe they did, and we're just – I'm not smart enough or know enough to realize what they did. Um, But I'm really surprised they didn't go all in and make – Tannehill just throw the ball, whether – even if it's one-on-one or not. I mean, were you shocked by that or surprised by that at all? Yeah, I mean, you told me that a little bit earlier. I mean, I guess does your does your eyes like does that match up with what we saw yesterday? In my opinion, like that stat when you were watching it. I mean, I. I mean, perhaps was it? I mean, it could have been pre-snap, and then as soon as they see the run action, the guy yeah. comes down, but. You know, a lot, a lot goes into that, and they spend hours, hours. Yeah, that's fair. in a game plan. But that is definitely a, a really cool stat for sure that would definitely surprise me after hearing it, um, especially with how good those guys in the secondary are for New England. That was my thought. Um, and Tannehill's not exactly uh, – But he – you know, like – it was a lot of man-to-man, and especially in those big moments, he did make – he made enough throws for them to win the game. He did. He made some nice throws. Um, and they were just good enough to beat a New England team this year who was not at the height of their powers. No, 100%. And it might be the end of this whole thing. Everyone who was writing the column all year – Right. I mean, I feel like that column got wrote a lot this decade or that segment happened, and now it might actually be true. And Brady may go on. Yeah, I think the storylines that come from them losing are more interesting than the game and probably more interesting than all any of the four games, except maybe a supposedly controversial call, of course, again. Um, If you had to guess, is Brady staying or going or retiring? Sounds like the last one's not the most likely one. Yeah, retiring doesn't sound like the la- like the, like a likely option. Um, I mean, 
It sounds like he's really considering leaving. Darlington, Jeff Darlington, I think, covers them. He tweeted out something that, you know, he's not it's not guaranteed he's leaving the Patriots, but he's definitely open to it. And if they aren't able to surround him with some pieces, and if you're Brady, that's got to be the message. Like, if you can't do it, like, first of all, I do want to get paid a little bit. We also need to figure out how to surround me with some better options around here um, because he could go to a team like Chargers who do have some weapons, um, not a lot of stability maybe. I don't know. That's kind of a weird situation. But if you wanted to move out west, do that. The Titans would be interesting um, as well. Dare I say my Buccaneers. I don't know if that would actually happen or how, how I'd feel about that. I haven't really thought too much about it. Um so, I mean, there's options to be had. It's cool because there's def. I mean, I'll say this after watching the game. Tom Brady's still a top 10 quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's elite, but he's. <laughs> he put some zip on you, it yesterday. I mean, you times. watch the offensive line had injuries. The skill guys. We're not there. We don't have to beat that dead horse. But you look at these guys on other teams, Cousins won and I test why. I mean, Tom Brady's on the Vikings. That game's it's not even a game. No. Tom Brady, even on the Saints, you could argue. Mm, I mean, they had to come back. Like, I'm not going to do that. No, but, but um, I, I, I see your point. And then – what was I mean, Josh Allen, and that one's tough because they don't have skill guys there either. But specifically the Cousins and the guys that Minnesota has around him, you, you just – you'd have to – I said it during the game yesterday that McDaniels was the MVP for the offense so far in the first – I mean, the first, they didn't score in the second half, but like the things he was doing yeah. and the way he was – with the pieces that he had to engineer a few touchdowns and scores. He was great outside of that three-down goal line stance where he ran the ball to the left. And, yeah, I don't understand jumbo. why these teams don't three times QB in a row. sneak. Minnesota did it today where you and me were losing our minds and then they, they score on a jump ball, which is also not a good call, but – We'll get to that. Um, I think in the if I had to guess, he's using this as leverage to make them go get somebody, whether that's Odell or draft. You know, I I, I don't think he. I don't think he wants to. Leave. I don't think he wants to leave. But if they don't do that, then yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent. So and he wouldn't be the first legend. I mean, Favre in Montana. Went and played elsewhere. Yeah, um, no. And if he does leave and McDaniels gets a coaching job somewhere else, it'd be really interesting to see what happens after that and what the offense looks like. And that's kind of uncharted territory. Obviously, they have Bill, but that's a whole new offense, new quarterback, and a completely different look. Because I don't think Bill wants to step away on that note either. Maybe he'd be more inclined to do so than Brady. Um <laughs> But no, we're definitely – it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Saints-Vikings, if you wanted to move on to that game. Let's do it. 26-20. Both the games today weren't that great. 
the quarterback play, bad quarterback play can really influence a game from a viewing standpoint because Cousins looks scared. And there's now – I mean, he did have a nice play towards the end. Um, but he looked scared a lot of the game to me and you, I think. And you could tell the play calling. They did not want to put him in a situation where he was going to have to do too much at times. What were your thoughts on, on Cousins and the Vikings Just offense? Just par for the course, to be honest. I mean, he's got two – Definitely above average wide receivers, an above average tight end, an elite running back. And I I mean, against the Saints defense that usually gets after the QB, every time he got sacked in my head, it was because he was holding on to the ball. And he doesn't he doesn't create anything. He like literally cannot create anything for the offense. And if you're gonna be any and and, but, and then you watch even for as old as they are, you watch Brady and, and Breeze, their mobility is in the pocket. This guy has no pocket mobility. None. It's, it's, it is amazing. Um, and, and I probably sound like a hater. Like, look, he was persevering. He won. Best best of luck to them in San Francisco. That that defense has been on the decline for, for a while as well, similar to New England. So maybe Minnesota does have a chance. But – I, I wasn't even impressed with the Thielen throw. It was a shot. It wasn't like he didn't show anticipation. It wasn't like, you know, perfectly placed. No. To me, Thielen, if we're like doing the stupid Thielen, better, better Thielen, catch or better Thielen throw, made, yeah. in a dome with all the lights over his shoulder, super awkward angle, amazing catch. Um, I guess the kudos there to, to Cousins is having the balls to actually throw that. Um, which I don't even know what other route he would have thrown into there. So, look, he did enough to win. Breeze did look very unbreeze-like, especially in the dome. Just looked old. And the last sequence there where they could have just done a QB sneak from the one, they toss it out to the left, and then they go jump ball. Um, surprised by that call as well, and also surprised that it worked. Maybe that that could lead to unless you had any other themes from the game. Well, more we'll so. Get into Peyton, I thought it was interesting. Peyton really the clock management situation. I just don't understand it. it. Comes up all the time. I feel I like. told you this is like they should have. You mentioned there's there's another thing. They should have a clock management guy who's just focused on the game clock. Head coaches have so much going on um, that it's tough to it's tough to. I mean, I get it too. Yeah, it's easy to make a mistake. And that's why you should literally just have a guy who's there for clock management and updating the coach on situations, what to do, what they can do. And then to your point as well, have another guy who is there for situational downs and instances, whether it's a fourth and short, um, depending where you are on the field, like that should be an automatic thing where there is no discussion. If it's at this spot, at this time, you just go for it. If not, like it's very black and white and binary. It's amazing. No, I I couldn't believe it, and that did not help their cause at all towards the end of the game. So, do you have anything else we can go talk about? I know you hate them, watch? but oh yeah, McCarthy and like the the McCarthy beef, only winning one with Rodgers. 
why – I mean, Sean Payton seems to always be in a top five convo, but it's never brought up Sean Payton wasted the Drew Brees years. It's never – no, it never is. It is – they've had – And six, not to take a dump on your division, but – It's not great. I mean, the Falcons had a nice little run there. Really, the Bucks haven't in a – I don't think since he's been there. No, 2010, right, was the last winning season for the Bucs. Didn't they go 10 Yeah, I mean, they won the Super Bowl in, what, 06, and that was Peyton's first or second year, right? And that was basically – I think the Bucs made the playoffs in 05. So, yeah, I don't think they've been relevant at all. And the Panthers had also, similar to the Falcons, a couple years there. So, you know, we always bring up the AFC East and how that's basically an automatic, you know – by which for the last nine years it was for the Pats, just str- and they play in a dome. It's just strange that you know Peyton never gets. He just kind of gets the get out of jail free card, and then every you know the last three years it's been either a miracle or a conspiracy or a controversy. I should say. I, I, did you see anything more? I mean, I was shocked that Dungey. And Rodney Harrison are on the, the post game talking about oh, yeah, that's that. offensive pass interference. Because if you start the clip three seconds earlier, they're both grabbing each other. No, 100%. The like, whole time. If that's a regular season game, no one's even talking about it, I think. Um, and there I yeah, The defender was on – on. I mean, I there was a little arm push, but like that to me is not enough – in that moment to call PI because like you said, the defender had his arm on him as well. And I think cousins actually threw a ball where the defender had no chance to get it to. So like, I thought it was a nice play. And I don't know if you're, if you're on Twitter trying I mean, especially if you're a New Orleans fan, I get it. Um, I don't feel bad for you at all. because I was rooting against <laughs> you. I get it, but no chance. Like that's, that wasn't going to happen. So that's tough, New Orleans. I feel bad for you. I really do. So, um, but the time management thing, it, it, I think it, it's important because yes, they still went down and tied the game, but they got down there. They had, they got the ball with one fifty five. Yeah, they did, and they could have gotten it with like two thirty. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, and and the two minute warning, and the two minute warning, which is basically a timeout. Yeah. Kamara on the first down, I think they doesn't, got a first down, but he stayed in bounds. Well, he, did, he did it, but he stayed in bounds anyway. He didn't get out, no. so that didn't stop the clock. The next play, they did get out to stop it, but they got down. They had a long completion, I think, if I remember correctly. They got down it was like in the one- inside the 30, I want to say. Yes. Yeah. With about 40 seconds. And that should have been with. If all's the same, which, you know, now we're playing, we are doing a hypothetical, but if the same sequence occurs and you just happen to have 40 more seconds, they easily could have taken some shots at the end zone. Yeah. And they got Michael Thomas. They got Kamara. They got Jared Cook. Then they had they the, have Drew Brees. And then they had the penalty too, which didn't help. And they had the 10 second runoff. Yeah. Um, Miserable. So yeah, anybody, I, I just, not so much on Twitter, but just from you know people that we're close to. Yeah, I hear excuses being made for the Bills, and then I hear excuses being made for the Saints. Uh, 
other than what happened to the Saints last year in a 60-minute game with that many plays, I just don't want to hear the ref combo. I just don't want to hear it. No. It's an excuse. It really is. More often, yes, there are bad calls, and we drag them like no other, but it's it's not one-sided. And if you're the Saints, you played at home, you 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 have to win that game. You don't leave it till the end. You don't leave it to a ref call. No. You don't. No. Let's take a quick break. We'll talk about the Seahawks-Philly game and probably look ahead to Packers. Um, Seahawks coming up next. Welcome back in. Um, so Philly, Seattle, this was a, uh, a snoozer. This was not an exciting game. Um, Seahawks pulled away 17-9. Philly has injuries all over the field. I feel bad for Wentz. He goes down on a on a cheap shot, unfortunately. Um, Clowney gets him on the head as he's going down, and that really sucked because he was the one dude who could stay healthy for them this year. Seattle was probably – I mean – I don't know. I think Seattle probably wins that game. Russell was solid. Um, I'd probably just look ahead. How do you feel about Seattle coming into Green Bay to play you guys? I would have much preferred Philly simply because with Wentz, they've never done it, and they're just – I mean, they're depleted. I mean that's not even that's not even the Philadelphia Eagles. No, they're not. Right? I mean, that's why I was like, I, I, we could talk about it's it. A but there's, shell. There's ten injuries to start. For Seattle, six. perhaps you play a little bit more conservative in the second half when you know Wentz isn't going to come back. But to only win that game, seventeen nine, it's it's so week to week. We say we say it all the time, but I'm you know it's not like Seattle is. You know, jumping off the pages. They have some pretty bad losses this year. However, they have been better on the road than at home. So that's another concerning thing for a Packer fan. But you're at Lambeau. Your secondary has been built up over the last few years. You're getting after the quarterback. I think if you can contain Russell and you don't let him run around loose, then you have a pretty good shot of winning that game. And this isn't the same Seattle defense. Um, and hopefully, if you're if you're a Packer fan, you're expecting that uh, they've been saving some stuff for the playoffs. And it, it seems like Lazard has emerged as a clear number two receiver. I mean, every time we watch them, he makes a good, he's he's in the right place. He's making good he makes, catches. Makes so it just play. makes no sense that he doesn't get more touches. So, you know, it was either the Saints, and then once they lost, either the Seahawks or the Eagles. So, you know, I think if you were to say at this morning that you'd be getting the the Seattle City Seahawks at home, then you'd probably be okay with that. No doubt. And it was one thing about this weekend is that I guess what you had two, and that's probably most likely. I mean, that's probably the best matchup for next week because you have two six seeds, which six seeds have won Super Bowls, but Minnesota going to New Orleans and then to San Fran and Cousins. I I just think they make him look like a ninny again, and then for Tennessee to go to Foxborough and then Baltimore. Just, Odds on. I mean, yeah, odds are tough. What's weird though is I feel like 
maybe this is just me being young and not knowing enough, but home field feels like, I feel like it used to matter more. You had what, three of the away teams win this week. It's been a trend all the last few sure. years. Simmons sure. talked about it. Seattle was five and three, I think, at home this year. And everybody thinks that's a, you know, a good record. No, the place where you don't want to oh, go. Yeah. Um, no, it's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, it, and that's why, I mean, you can be like, oh, well, Lambeau is Lambeau. I mean, I think a lot of it is with the the radio and the helmet for the quarterbacks, with the policing, I guess, of Stan, you know, Philly got loud a few times today. New Orleans didn't sound as loud as normal. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's it's certainly a trend and it can't be ignored. But for those six seeds to go back to back weeks on the road and win, that's tough. So you, you definitely bet against them and they're playing really good teams. So that Green Bay Seattle game if I had to guess would be the best game, the closest game when I say that. Probably. And as long as if Rogers can not keen in on Adams and get stuck throwing the ball. They can run the ball well, too. Um, I think they should take that one. So Kansas City gets to play Bob. Bill yeah, that's going to be a mess. They're going to get some I, – I just – Do you think Vegas – like, he's like minus six off the bat? <laughs> Probably. Just they start him out there, regardless, home, away, doesn't matter. I'm actually curious what the line is now for that. Yeah, Kansas City State are nine and a half. That's a, that's that's big, and yeah, I mean I'm serious. They, they didn't look like they had practiced. Um, and Andy Reid, obviously, has had issues in the playoffs, but I feel like he's gonna they're gonna carve them up. That's gonna be tough. And if Kansas City's defense has been better, Deshaun Watson runs around half the time like a chicken with his head cut off, trying to figure out who to throw the ball to. That's going to be a tough matchup. So we're probably going to look at a Ravens. Sorry, we're getting way, way back. It's probably going to be, yeah, Ravens Chiefs. And probably the two best teams for the last 17 weeks. And I wouldn't be mad about that. And then 49ers and Packers as well, doing a quick preview. I just think Cousins is going to be – I know that defense hasn't been as good, but those that D-line's a problem. And I feel like he's just going to be shaking in his boots. So there's only so many screen passes you can throw <laughs> before they figure out what you're doing. Um, yeah. No, I think – I also think those would make for, at least with the teams that are left, the best. Just one, two, one, two. Both of those – all four of those teams have played each other, respectively. Yeah. So it would be rematches. Seen the game. Um, I I just hope for none of them were bad games, but there were definitely not the not that this is what I want or anybody's hoping for the Monday night Kansas City, L.A. last year. Oh, the fireworks yeah, show. Very defensive. Uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, boring games this week. Um, yeah. It's, they, they threw up the trend there. The top four passing yard teams 
weren't in the playoffs and the top four rushing were for the first time since the merger. Um, which I think that like we, we overreact. I think all leagues are reaction ebbs and flows, right? They're, they're constantly, you know, bucking trends, trying to outsmart each other. Um, maybe the NBA, not as much unless the Lakers buck the trend. Not, not to get all you know, but just doesn't. Yeah, explain. no, it's it is interesting. I mean, I think you're seeing that. Well, like a lot of defenses are getting quicker on the outsides. They're not. You don't see the big six foot four, two hundred fifty pound middle linebacker. I, a lot of right, these. So the reaction the, is to yeah, run the ball. It's, now it's running the ball. That's like what you've seen the Ravens and the 49ers especially. Man, 49ers use a fullback, which not a lot of teams do, outside of maybe the Pats. Um, Smash around football, and it's tough to beat. I mean, I think you said it too. Like, remember watching the Ravens run? They run it all over one team. I can't remember the game, but it's just like it's it's demoralizing as a defense when you know the run's coming and you just can't do anything to stop it. There's just no like that's that'll just take the life out of you. And then once that happens, and you're able to just open up the passing game even a little bit. No, it's because just, you look at it in the draft, all these teams. You think about the guys that go high, it's pass rushing defensive ends. Yeah. Right? To your point, it's smaller, faster linebackers who can cover slot guys. Yeah. And running so backs it's what, the what it's not, oh, now everybody's gonna run the ball. It's the smart teams identifying personnel and playing to your strengths and the other team's weaknesses, which you could argue I mean, that's always been the better teams, unless you're just purely just that much more talented. Right. But that's, I mean, that's what Belichick does. Right. And so that's what these other smart guys are doing is it's, it's not hard to find a running back, not an elite one, but it's not hard to find a serviceable running back. No. And if all these teams want to get at, if they design their team to get after the rusher or to get after the passer and stop the pass, then yeah, they're probably not going to be as well equipped to stop you from running the football. Yeah, chicken and egg. No, it is absolutely. So, did you I, want to touch on the coaching carousel at all? You want to do all that tonight? Just a couple. I don't know. Just initial thoughts, reacts. A couple minutes. Are sure. you surprised that Ron Rivera, who seems like a rational guy, is going to be the next head football coach of the Washington Redskins? The circus, yeah, yes, the circus that is. Yes and like no, um, yes because it is the Redskins, um, and they're just a, they're just the poster boy of instability as far as an organization goes. Um, so yeah, I am surprised, but I'm also not because NFL jobs are far and few between. So when you have the opportunity to take take it. And you don't know what Dan Snyder told Ron Rivera. I don't know if they've hired a GM yet. So maybe he's going to have a lot of operational control and be able to maybe draft and coach. That generally doesn't work out um, for the most part. But I can see why I take that job. And I get it. I think I said to you, I saw it was five years. I think that's the number one reason he did it. Security, (laughs) yeah, that helps too. Because with these coaches, unless they go coach somewhere else, I learn 
either way, you're you're getting the money that you were going to be doing that five year deal. Right. If you leave, they just pay the difference. Like if you go somewhere else and you weren't going to make as much, they pay the difference. Right. If yeah. you end up making more somewhere else, then they don't pay you because you're you're making more. Um. So five years. That doesn't come by all the time, and and that also tells me I don't know if I don't know if that's a sign that they're turning the corner, either. Like it's no, just I mean I gotta see it. Dan Snyder. Yeah, that's the thing. When he came and announced it, it was January third, I think, and he said Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was weird. So, yeah, that was strange. <laughs> Not that that's uh... no, but it was just a weird moment. Definitely. <laughs> I, he's bringing in a lot of the guys, like a lot of the coaches are coming from Carolina. So he's bringing a lot of his staff over, which is to be expected. And maybe that's, I mean, I think there's one thing that that dude can bring. It is stability. And hopefully he can do that. I'll say this. They have, they have drafted well. Yeah. I mean, recently they have a lot of really good young defensive players. Yeah. They now have a QB and a receiver who, you know, Played together in college and both look like, you know, obviously the jury's out on whether Haskins is, is a leader or not or whether you need an elite, elite guy. But guys can be fine tools. too. Guys isn't bad when yeah, he's healthy. He's got to stay healthy. Andrew, Adrian Peterson's like 37 and years old. And they're probably going to get Chase Young. That's true. So that defensive line is only going to get scarier because they already have, I mean, I would say that's probably the strongest unit on the team. Yeah, that's going to be a nasty defensive line. Very nasty defensive line. Any thoughts, Jason on, Garrett? Uh, I'll let you get. I'll, I'll get. Let you get the first crack at that one. About time. Stephen A. won't have as much fun. No, unless they hire somebody else who's a Marvin Lewis in over his head. I mean, for Mar- <laughs> Marv is another. Marv also stayed where he was too long, but he had a really good staff, and this is why. I mean, it's 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 like. It's like Hollywood with trilogies. These coaches don't know how good they have it. He had Hugh Jackson on offense. I forget who had, who was running the defense. But Marv had a really good staff. They break it all up. Everybody wants to be a head coach everywhere. When like, yo, if you have it good and you're enjoying it, what if you – like not everybody's a head coach. No. You're not. So if, a lot if, of Marv guys can, aren't. if Marv can make a good staff, I don't think anybody would disagree with the fact that Dallas has a talented roster and that coaching likely was – the Cowboys hurt the Cowboys this year more than, than anything else because a 9-17 and 17 from their division made the playoffs, and if their quarterback doesn't get hurt, they're probably in the second round, maybe. Or at least if they don't have as many injuries as they did. So – about damn time. I'm even sad. this week was weird. It, was, it, dude, it I, wasn't even like a, a normal is fired. It's have agreed to part ways. I was I thinking about it. It was like that was like the t- that's like a tough breakup. That's like your girlfriend taking you out, or like, but it shouldn't. Or be. it's like he hasn't or it's done like, anything. It's like breaking up with they a girl. haven't done anything. I know, but it's that's like what it was though. It was like breaking up with a girl and you're taking her out on two to three different meals. She knows <laughs> it's coming. You know it's coming, and you just keep dragging it along, and you're taking her out, and you're just like whining and dining, and you just prolong this thing, and you just make it absolutely brutal. 
That's the only way. That's like the first thing that I thought of. It's like if I was Jason Garrett, just tell me right after the game. Just end it. I don't. I don't need the the dog and pony show. And and he doesn't seem like he would say that though, or think like that. I don't know what's going on upstairs. Who Garrett? Garrett. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I just thought that was wild. I'm not saying you're wrong. We just we just kept getting reports of like dinner, uh, multiple dinners. It's like how many dinners are you taking this guy out to to let him know that he's not going to be your coach anymore? So I don't know. I love to. So they've interviewed McCarthy and Lewis already. Herb and Lincoln are up there. I don't know why. Urban, yeah. Any guess who you think it is? I can't see them hiring Mike McCarthy. Um, for that job, I just doesn't fit. And I don't know, like, as long as Jerry's there and he's got his hands and everything, I just don't know. I, I would actually, if he's learned something in a year away, or if he's not the one calling the plays, I actually think either Lewis or McCarthy would be good hires for them. I don't think they need the flashy Lincoln Riley Urban you don't Meyer think so. thing. No. I really don't because I I actually do think they have all the pieces there. But the I mean the play calling. So if you get a head coach who's going to be a head coach, not a figurehead slash clapping enthusiast, and he gets the right coordinators in place, I wouldn't I, hate. I, I don't like. I don't think Dallas is that far away. I don't think I say it all the time. Like to me, there's always like six to ten teams going into the year that are legit contenders if they're healthy and the coaches don't get in the way. Then they fall and rise, depending on that. Dallas should be in the playoffs right now. Dallas should be in the second round, purely I, based on their roster. If that's all we're looking at. I wouldn't hate the Lincoln hire. I mean, my thing with college guys. He he's an NFL offensive coordinator. He's not a head coach. In college, the uh, like there's there's different types of coaches. There's the Pete Carroll motivator, super in tune with the roster and the guys, and he puts the right coaches in place, and the guys want to play for him. There's the Belichick, super, just detail oriented, right? Like freaking all in it, the all on that side. And he finds the guys that fit for that, right? Right. I don't think his guys feel like they're numbers, but when he's putting together a team, they're numbers to him, and he's trying to find the right numbers slash guys. Um, and I'm spe- so I'm specifically talking about head coach. I don't see him as he, he's an offensive coordinator in the NFL, in my opinion. And that's because he's he's coached at Oklahoma and he's had three really good quarterbacks and the big 12 doesn't have defenses. So that doesn't translate to the league. I mean, how many guys have actually gone from college to the NFL and it been a success? Carol, that's, I mean, let, and he failed once he had to go back. He had to go back. Yeah. It's tough to do. Saban. Who we all lost, like, you don't get to have, like, Herb, yes, has had good systems. He's had great assistant coaches, Dan Mullen. But when you have the best roster 
because you're in a phenomenal recruiter, you're walking on the field at an advantage that you do not get in an NFL game. You don't get that in an NFL game. No. I just said how I think Dallas has a great roster. It's not the number one roster, and then five rungs below that's number two, which at Florida and Ohio State, he pretty much had on eight out of 12 games. Right. So that's why I don't like that's the fair. college guys and why I don't think they need the splash. I think they actually – not a safe bet, but – I mean, I, I, I shit that. on McCarthy a lot. Been there, done that. And Mike yeah. and Bengals fans probably shit on him a lot. Both those guys actually had, you know, runs that not many head coaches have. Proven track have. records, right. So. 100%. Anything on – you have a guess on on uh, Rule or McDaniels to the Giants? Or if anybody else? I mean, the rule thing is real because the way he was able to turn things around so quickly there. That's my – that's – that's yeah. And there a college guy who hasn't had the most talented roster just, and everywhere he goes, he turns the program around. Quickly. Like, and guys love him. Yeah. Like that Coaches me, follow him. My aunt's husband, who's coached for 40 years, followed the guy from Temple to Baylor. Yeah. At the rule. end of his he career. He followed rules. So, yeah. Correct. Um, just to clarify. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be interested in that. That's – McDaniels – the my issue with McDaniel's is you hear. I mean, I've just listened to pods, Simmons, Rochelle. Like a lot of times, Bill is bit like I'm sure McDaniel's has plays an integral role in creating the system, the play calling. But unfortunately, he's still under Bill Belichick, and I we saw him fail once. Doesn't mean he will he won't. I just I don't know. We haven't. I wouldn't love it. I think Rule might be even though he's the college guy due to the fact he does that, have New York ties. He McDaniels. actually coached one year in New York with the Giants. McDaniels? On the staff. Rule. Rule did, really? Yeah. So I think that might be the better go. McDaniels, I don't know. It's The Belichick coaching tree to me is still a little – Young team. Sketchy. You could probably connect with them. That's my point. It, like That's a more attractive college hire, even though he's never won anything, quote, unquote, than list off the 10 highest paid col- – you know, college coaches. Yeah. Like there's just, it's a different gig. Totally might, different you know, game. it's, it is not the same. No, it's not the same at all. No, it's not. It's like, like you said, they get, they get these guys saving urban. They've had the best talent for the last decade or whatever it is. And that obviously matters. You don't get to cherry pick the best players in the league. So, I'm going to do – I don't think I have enough time to do a, a Winston thing because that's that's a whole different conversation. Go for it, bro. Sean Snow's walking on on stage. That should be a little motivation for you. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, a season like no other. <laughs> um, just – he can do some amazing things, and then he can just do – he can make some of the most horrid decisions you'll ever see on a football field from – a guy at that level. Um, his first – there's a chance that his first play and his last play were both pick sixes. He throws seven pick sixes. I mean, he threw for a ton of yards. It doesn't really matter because this team throws the ball so much. But if you cut those turnovers in half and they're probably in the – like they legit they legit have probably the shot to be in the playoffs. Like that's – they lost – a number of close games. Their defense Andy got Jones first start. 
Daniel Jones' first start too. Like I mean, there was San Fran and Jimmy basically on. trying to give you the game yep. week one early on. Yep, give you. They should have started out like four and L. Um, no, it's the thing though. It's like the turnovers. You can't do that. And if you cut those turnovers in half, they probably are in the playoffs. And that defense got better. The, de- the, the defensive backs got better as the season went along. They're probably going to re-sign Shaq Barrett. They had two all-pro receivers in Godwin and Evans. The running game was good enough with Barber and Ronald Jones. So, no, I, I don't I – don't, I think I'm leaning towards you can't re-sign that dude. I don't – and that's the next thing is, like, I don't know what they're going to do after that. So that's why – I didn't know if I wanted to do this off the dome, um, but they have a window actually, I think to make some noise. And with the saints, in my opinion, probably trending down because breeze isn't getting any older. Carolina's up in the year. They don't have things figured out Atlanta. I don't believe in them at all. Um, just cause I don't really believe in Ryan at this point in his career and their offense like they haven't like this is to me is a good opportunity to take that next step quickly, really quickly, and see if they can win that division next year. Figuring out the guy, that's a whole different conversation. I don't think you can I don't think pulling a rookie in and banking on that rookie is a good idea unless it's Joe Burrow. I just don't have faith in any of these guys coming out. I'll make I mean two won't be ready, I don't think either. That will, I'd be interested in, I may might be interested in that, but that's still um still kind of risky in my opinion. So I don't know if it's looking at if, if, if you want to pay Brady for two years, I wouldn't hate that. I really wouldn't, because he can still sling the ball. And like you just said, he he's a top 10 quarterback when it matters. And seeing him with those guys, with those weapons, what? That's just nuts. That'd be nuts. Um I wouldn't hate that either. So Cam, but Cam's probably not accurate enough. I'm just talking these things. I'm talking this out as I think about it. So, any thoughts on my thoughts? Cam's not accurate enough. You just watched a guy throw 30 picks. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> it's fair. I, I'm very interested to see where Cam ends up. Because I don't think that guy's – he needs to go somewhere where he's loved. You know, like he he has to be massaged. Yeah, he does. And the guy. But when he is – and I also think he's been hurt the last – so, I mean, I think that – those two things, if you go somewhere where they really want him and he's healthy, which obviously those are ifs. Bro, that Panthers team was not – like they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. He was the MVP and a deserving MVP. He really was. So, yes, you know, whether it's accuracy or not being able to put touch on the ball or not stepping into it. But the create, I mean, to me, as a QB, if you're a free agent or you're trying to get out of where you are, Tampa is very enticing. Yeah, it is. very enticing. They have a real opportunity to be to do something next this next year. Um, they just they just do. They're going to re-sign Shaq Barrett. Their front seven's really good. 
That secondary has gotten better. They're probably going to – I draft someone. I mean, if they can go get an, an LSU DB, I don't know if he's going to be there. They have another one coming out. But go get another DB in this draft. I wouldn't hate that. Or an offensive tackle, offensive lineman. Uh, either one of those things would do it for me. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But that's probably going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. We'll probably do another one next week um, to recap and then preview the – NFC and I guess AFC title games it would be at that point. So thank you so much. Talk to you soon.